Have you ever sat down and thought that you were supposed to start a podcast? Have you ever wondered how you're going to do that and how that will work? Anchor.fm is the link where this podcast is recorded. It is so helpful, so easy to do. Now, come on, people. If I can do it, y'all can do it. I'm telling you what. So (laughs) go to anchor.fm, start your podcast, and follow what God is calling you to do. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Welcome to season nine of the Anchored by the Sword podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today to hear the freedom story of the person being interviewed and learn how they became more anchored to God and to his word. I pray that you would be able to glean something off of their story today, even if it isn't your individual story. God bless and enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome to another week of the Anchor by the Sword podcast. I'm excited to bring on a new quote-unquote face-to-face friend. Um, We've been friends online for a while. Um, She has a new Bible study coming out, which we'll talk about later. But Laura Krokos, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks so much, Gina. I'm so grateful to be here. You're welcome. Can you tell my listeners more about yourself? Sure. Let's see. Uh, I live in Colorado, the mountains of Colorado, a small town. And my husband and I have six kids, two of whom are oldest, two are adopted. And we've been doing ministry for, we just celebrated 20 years this wow. last summer, which is exciting. That's awesome. What all aspects yep. do you do in ministry? Uh, I do the women's ministry. Um, I did the college ministry for a long time. But then um, once I started having kids uh, 15 years ago, I switched over to doing women's ministry and doing online. So um, I am the uh, founder of missionalwomen.com. Um, and that's also when uh, I started writing because it was like, man, like there's kids at home and I, I still, I just want to like pour into people and I'm at home and my, these are like little babies. It's, you know, like you can love them and serve them, but I just have a passion to teach God's word. So there's only so much you can like teach of God's word to a baby. So, <laughs> so that's why, um, you know, I started blogging and started writing and, um, yep. So that's, I do the, the women's ministry. We have course online courses, like a training school mm-hmm. online, and we have a retreat and, um, various Bible studies and training materials and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes. And, um, nice. also, also we'll talk about later on, we'll talk about the retreat coming up. So if people awesome. are interested in that, yeah, definitely. So, um, let's talk about your freedom story. Uh, I did not grow up in a Christian family um, and was terrified of people, Um, like terrified. Like I, like sometimes being around people, I thought that um, I had the feeling of fear so intense. I thought that I would die from the feeling of fear. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I govern my life. Therefore, you know, I had, I think one friend, maybe two um, as a little kid, but was just so scared of people. And then, but I was in tons of activities. That's kind of where I found my acceptance. I thought that if I was good enough at something, then that 
that would make me valuable. And mm-hmm. so I was in all these things and you know, for one of these events one time and they, my mom and my stepdad made me go talk to this girl. And I was like pleading, like, please don't make me go talk to her. Like, please, 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 please. And they gave me the death look and I'm 11 at this point. So I went up and I talked to her and she was so kind and she invited me to go play with her, run on these barrels or whatever. But she invited me to watch her in a Christmas play at her church. And which ha- this is in Denver. This is like millions of people, Denver, but this church happened to be a couple blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. So I went and when I was there, um, they had before the play or after they had a um, singing or worship time. And I saw a hand over the worship time and I thought, oh, well, there's God. He must be happy with me here. And so I went home and I said, mom, I think God wants us to go to that church. So we went to the church and the, the pastor He was like this little old man who was so sweet. And he came up to me, which now thinking about it, like I was 11, the fact that he approached me is really amazing. The fact that he noticed I was new and was willing to, what would people think with this old man talking to this girl? You know, I don't know. (laughs) And he said, have you accepted Christ or something? And I had no idea what he was talking about. And I Mm -hmm. was like, well, I believe in God. Is that what you're asking me? And Um, he was like, why don't you and your mom come to my office afterwards and we'll talk. So then went to his office and he held up a Bible and he's like, do you believe this is God's word? And I was like, yes. Like, do people not believe that? And, um, (laughs) so then he walked through the gospel with me and talking about how I was simple and separated from God. Um, but that's why he put on skin to live the perfect life. I couldn't live and die in my place and raise him himself from the dead to show he is the only way. And so that day is when I surrendered my life to Christ And that fear that had controlled me, that had consumed me was gone. It was, I mean, it vanished. It was gone. And so then, you know, I'm in junior high at the time. And I went from being so terrified of people to wanting to befriend the new people, the new kids at school, Mm -hmm. um, so that they didn't feel so scared and alone, you know? So that was God's dramatic rescue in my life, you know? And then he keeps having to rescue me over and over from various, you know, things. Um, but that was, that was the big one taking me from death to life, you know? Amen. And yeah, you think about it, even in today's terms, like somebody coming, some older man coming up to you as a young girl would not, it would kind of be really scary for him. To do yeah. Yeah. Nowadays. Why, what would people think, you know? Yeah. I know. I know. It's kind of crazy how people think now, but yeah, that's amazing. And they're 11 years old too. That's awesome. <laughs> You yeah. said he continues to save you or rescue you over and over again. Rescue. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, so like I had mentioned, um, uh, you know, I had this like acceptance performance acceptance mentality. So mm-hmm. I, even after that point, even though I know that I was, you know, changed from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, I still thought I had to please God and like check all the boxes to be a good Christian. In fact, I even had this paper plate of mm-hmm. how good of a Christian I put a little arrow tack and like would turn the arrow of how good of a Christian I was that day. Uh-huh. And, you know, part of me was like, I knew I was accepted by God, but it was, I, I really thought that I could live the Christian life on my own effort. Like by mm-hmm. just trying really hard, I could do it. And it was, um, years down the road where I was on a missions trip in Nepal, where it was just the like giant aha moment of, Oh, I can't actually do this. You know, like in Galatians 3, 3, it says, 
Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you having begun by the spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And it was like, I can't actually live the Christian life. Like he has to do it through me. Like Mm -hmm. I yield, he does it, you know, like the fruit of the spirit. When I surrender to him, the fruit of the spirit come out of me. It's not like a, an apple grows, not by trying really hard, but like Mm -hmm. by staying connected to the tree. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so it was, I think, um, he's rescued me from false beliefs like that one, you know, where Mm -hmm. I just, instead of living and being satisfied in the fact that I was a daughter of God, I was always trying to like prove myself to him, you Mm -hmm. know, instead of just resting in the fact that he loves me and he accepts me and he's going to do good to me, whether I deserve it or earn it or not, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so he rescued me from that. He rescued me from, uh, in college, a really bad relationship. Um, just, um, you know, bad, decisions I've made. Uh, and there's times in high school when I just was living for myself, you know, and he brought me back and showed me like, this is the way walking it, you know, so Mm -hmm. time and time or like getting, you know, uh, my husband, he uses my husband to rescue, rescue me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I click on something in an email, like, Oh, they're telling me my package isn't delivered. And really it's a scam. So he has to, you know, comes in and rescues me from clicking the wrong things. You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of have to do that for my husband. <laughs> hey, all right. Well, at least one of you, there's somebody in the family. <laughs> I'm leery of all that stuff. So, <laughs> oh, that's good. Pain and heartache. You know? I know. And I, yeah, we can, we could do a whole podcast on those issues. <laughs> People are doing that anymore. It's just yes. insane. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's really cool to hear how he continues to do that. And um, when you said you yield, he goes, what, how else has he demonstrated that in your life? Oh, good. Um, I think good night with uh, ministry. I mean, there's so many, um, but I get with ministry, having done it for 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a verse, uh, I think it's in Proverbs that talks about where's the stall is, um, where there is no oxen, the stall is clean. So it's mm-hmm. saying like, when you don't have, you know, animals, you don't have the manure and it's kind mm-hmm. of like people, you know, like when you're dealing with people, there will always just be manure <laughs> and there's just so many times, um, that, you know, I've been wounded by the things that people have said or assumed, um, or done, you know, where it's just, I want to throw in the towel and be like, forget it, like, forget it, you know, if you don't, or been wanted or rejected, you know, um, Mm -hmm. but he, you know, in those times of just saying, God, I cannot do this unless you do it through me. Like he's enabled me to keep going and Mm -hmm. persevere and giving, even when it's not wanted, even when it's not deserved, even when, you know, cause it's really not about people. Um, Mm -hmm. it's really more about God. Um, and yes, he wants to, he, he will do the thing in people's hearts, but, um, but really like when my eyes are set on him and fixed on him, the author and perfecter of my, our faith, like he's, he's the one that actually brings the fruit about in people's lives. And, um, I just got to do it for him. So, so that's a big way. So did you start the online ministry 20 years ago or how long ago did you start that? That was about 15, 15, 15. years ago. 
Um, yeah. When my first son, uh, first son. So my oldest son is adopted. He has like a God showing off story. Mm -hmm. Um, but so when we brought him home and then the birth mom called us and said, I'm pregnant again, would you please adopt this one too? So that's how we got our first two boys. Um, and at that point it was just like, what can I do? Like, how can I teach God's word and minister to women? Like I am at home, you know? And at that point it was like, well, I wonder what blogging is and just <laughs> looked into what that was. And mm-hmm. it was a steep learning curve, you know, cause it's, um, you know, I just didn't know a ton. So, mm-hmm. um, did some researching and started writing that way. And then, um, little by little I would write through, um, I was reading and leading a, a Bible study for some girls at the time through judges. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that sounds so odd, like judges, ugh, what a weird study, but it's so rich, full mm-hmm. of like how it really does apply to our life. Like really, it really does. And so I just started blogging through that little by little. And then, you know, it compiled it as a book because mm-hmm. after a little bit of time, you know, every day, not every day, but many days, um, you know, it just became a, a little devotional type of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how the writing different various books and Bible studies came about is little by little with, mm-hmm. you know, like the little coins that the, the widow threw in, <laughs> threw in and gave to Jesus, you know? Yeah. And now we have the, your newest study coming out. You are unshaken. So let's talk about that. All yeah. uh, right. Yes, uh, you are unshaken. So, yep, it's finding security in God in an uncertain world. So what happened, how it came about is really um, interesting. Obviously, uh, I've wanted to be traditionally published for a long time, um, Mm -hmm. just to learn from other people's wisdom and expertise. And I knew a long time ago, well, that's just not going to happen right now. Um, and so I, I did some other self-published things, but always still dreamed of working with a publisher mm-hmm. because they just, they have experience and I really value, um, I value that, you know, being able yeah. to learn from people. So anyway, um, I hadn't thought about it for a little while cause I had, was focusing on other things. And then I had a agent or a editor from Tyndale, um, email me, right like right as COVID started. So everything shut down and they are, they said, we'd really like to work with you. Is there anything you're working on? And when a publisher asks you that, it's like, there's no way I'm going to say no, you know, right. like, what can I be working <laughs> on? I will start working on something, right. you know, especially with COVID when you now all of a sudden have like time just coming out of nowhere, you know? Right. So, um, so, you know, I, I didn't have an agent. So I was like emailing people because, and I hadn't even thought about an agent because I had been rejected so many times before and was just like, gosh, I don't know if I need an agent. I thought, well, I probably do because they, they know stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I finally, um, this one contacted me and he was great. He has, I mean, he had like 30 years of experience or 40 or some crazy amount. And I was real excited and we brainstormed ideas. And I was thinking, gosh, if I'm going to write something, it's going to be about God. Like it's going to be about who he is, because Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing, you know, like that's like the more, you know, there's so many quotes, like C.S. Lewis said, the most important thing about us is what we believe about God. Mm -hmm. And then Bill Bright makes a comment too, about the most important thing that we can ever learn about, um, is who God is because it, it 
impacts everything about us, you know, our attitudes, our actions, our desires, our motives, our hopes, everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So that it was narrowed down to like, it's got to be about God and who he is. Um, and then what does that mean for us? Like if he is, you know, this attribute, that means this is true about us. If he is strong, that means he is our strength. If he is mm-hmm. good, it means we're the receiver of good, you know? So it's, and then we're, that's what roots us, you know, it's not when all this, you know, wind and crazy things is going on in life, we can be rooted in who God is and not, mm-hmm. not get all shaken, you know? So anyway, so we came up with that and then we're pursuing the, um, writing the, the proposal and out of the blue, he dropped me and said, I, we need to break our contract. Um, you will never get published. And wow. <laughs> it was okay. You know, I, it was like, your writing is terrible. And so I just thought, well, this is okay. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to do with that. And I thought, well, I could go to school and take more writing courses and become a better writer, but I don't really have time for that right now. So I just didn't know what to do with that. You know, uh, the next day I saw one of the person that he is an agent for, um, announced that they just got signed, um, for a, something called unshaken. And I was like, what? Like, I don't want to assume, but did he just take my idea? You know, like what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know? So I went back to the Tyndale person. It was like, Hey, um, I had this proposal. This is what happened. Do you still want it? You know, I don't know. I don't, I, my agent just dropped me. I don't know. And she said, we just signed something almost identical. So we can't take that on right now. So it was like, oh my word, this mm. is nuts. You know? So, um, I just put it on the background. It was like, okay, we'll see what God's doing. However, I was um, signed up for a online conference and you could have a appointment with a, an, you know, a publisher. And so I thought, well, mine as well, just like pitch it to them and talk about it. So that's when I met with Susan McPherson, who is just amazing. She, she is, is so amazing. She, she, oh, you know her? She's. I her met her at the Spark. Pieces. Yeah, I met her at the Spark. Oh, conference. did you? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, she is. I mean, her, her passion for Jesus, but then also her capacity is like Mm -hmm. really incredible. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so just met with her and I happened to have connections with her because our ministry partners with, um, David C. Cook in doing Mm -hmm. an action Bible, like we give out action Bibles. Um, so it was just really great. So then they, they were like, yes, she was so excited about the idea and was like, yes, let's do this. And so that's kind of how it was birthed um, it, through David C. Cook. But then um, she, you know, started Esther Press. And so she was like, would you, you know, we get, it'll be both Esther Press and David C. Cook. And I was like, this is amazing. I can't believe God can pull something like this off. Amen. You know, when I just thought there's no chance anymore, mm-hmm. you know, so God's just good at surprising us, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That is so cool. I, you know, I mean, I've read, I've looked through your book and for somebody to say you can't write, like, that's not even right, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, like, I, I don't even understand about that. You know, I know there's some people, you know, that are just like gifted writers, you mm-hmm. know, um, right. but I just like to tell stories and brag on God. And so thankfully yeah. they have, you know, people that can make things right if it's not right. <laughs> I know. You know they're I'm... editorial people. 
<laughs> I know that's I'm on a book journey myself. I'm on my first one. Yes. So oh, good. Yeah. What, do you, so what is it about? It's actually people like people that have been on the podcast are actually contributing to it a chapter. And so it's going to be all about people's freedom stories. So oh, cool. and, yeah, it's going to be so far I'm six chapters in and you know, Oof. it's, I'm really excited about it. You know, I tell a part, a couple parts of my story and then, you know, everybody's telling theirs and yeah, I'm really, really excited oh, about it. Awesome. Oh, yeah. that's so good. And there's some that other parts. Of- so there's other parts of it that I haven't told too much about, but we'll talk off air, but there's some other parts of it that I'm like really excited about too. <laughs> oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It reminds me of um, Revelation. Um, is it chapter 12 that talks about they overcame them by the blood of their lamb and the word of their testimony? Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just giving people an opportunity to brag on God's work in their life. I love that. That is yeah. so cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, there is one part of your book I want to talk about, especially because it goes along with this ministry, um, learning how to use God's word as the sword of the spirit. Let's talk about that. I know it's just, I've heard somebody say one time that there's, um, you know, three things that'll last forever, God, people and his word, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like, how incredible that we, and he says his word won't return void. So it's kind of like, it's the, it's going to last forever. Like it's the thing that's worth investing in whatever it may be like putting it in our minds, which I always thought, wouldn't that be cool if you had like dementia one day and you, you couldn't remember anything, but you could remember God's word. So you could still like, Hey, did you know that God works all things for the good of those who love him? And, you know, a couple <laughs> minutes later, did you know that God works all things for the, I mean, that would be <laughs> cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, I just love how he uses it to like bring life, you know, he, it uses, he uses it to like comfort us that, you know, in Psalms 119 50 says, this is my comfort in my affliction that your word has revived me. Like his mm-hmm. word is able to comfort us and revive us in a way that nothing else can like a warm bath or, you know, a bot- ice cream. It just cannot do the same thing that God's word can do right. to us, you know, to keep us going or to um, give us perspective or direct us, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. um, I can't, I, I just can't believe we get to live now with access to his word and his Holy mm-hmm. spirit. It's like, <laughs> and yeah. geez, I mean, the fact that it's just amazing that he's yeah. given it to us. Oh, I know it's, you know, I don't know. Have you watched the chosen? Yes. Yes. So when you're thinking about like when you, I'm a visual person. So when I'm seeing like how they were living and, you know, they're living with Jesus and they have no clue what's coming. But us, we get to see the whole picture. Like we yes. got, to, we get to see the word, and we get to see how you know they read the Old Testament, they read the old prophecies, but now they were seeing it fulfilled, and they didn't understand. But we've got the full, the full thing to help us understand. And yes, yes, that is so cool. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, love yeah, that. me too. And the chosen. Yeah. No paid endorsement here, but you know, (laughs) I I know his conversation with little James and, uh, it was just like, wow, they nailed that. Like that. It's so good. 
I have cried and gotten goosebumps every single time I've watched that conversation. Like, oh. I just love oh. it. Between that one and then the woman at the well. Between those two yes. conversations, it's like, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Or that I was thinking about the other one with um, Mary, you know, when he yes. first called her the first season and he's yes. like, I've called you by name. You are mine. Which just like, oh, yes. you know. Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. Love that show. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a great, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, people get people who are not visual or who are um, visual learners have a lot of trouble with the Bible because they're like, I need to see things. And so I'm really yeah, grateful that they had the me. idea to bring, you know, adapt it, you know, to bring some of yeah. those stories to life. So, yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, you know, going along with what you say about, you know, like I said, how to use God's word as a sword of the spirit, that every single part that we're involved with, with his word, it cuts through everything, just like Hebrews 4.12 says. So, yeah. 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 I love it. So um, just have a few more questions for you, but I am so grateful that you took the time to come and hang out with me. Um, oh, I'm so glad you know. <laughs> when you were going through um, some different things like your adoption journeys and you know, your different struggles, what verses kept you anchored? Ooh. Oh. Um. Oh, so many. I think um the one that I continually come back to is the second Corinthians um 12, 9, that my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. Um, for my power is made perfect in weakness, but his grace is sufficient. Like it's just mm -hmm. I will never go through something that he won't be sufficient, you know, and right. and I think that's the the big one. Um, with the adoption, it was crazy because we were even we had always wanted to adopt, but we thought like let in the future when we have some biologically we mess them up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we know what we're doing. Um, <laughs> and God obviously had different plans. It was like no, 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 first, you know. Uh, but we um, there was lots of different in our both of our times with the Lord in the morning. It adoption kept coming up all the stories of adoption how Moses was adopted how mm -hmm. Jesus was adopted you know it's just like um stories of of God working in people's lives uh, mm -hmm. you know that was a big one um and when we made a transition within ministries so we worked with campus crusader crew for a time and then went mm -hmm. back with master plan but when we were doing that and we weren't quite sure he used the verse in Ecclesiastes talking about um, if the axe is dull, then sharpen it. And it, mm -hmm. it seems so silly, but it's like, oh, yeah, like we need more experience. We need to learn yeah. from more people. Mm -hmm. And so we need to sharpen our axe, you know. So it was that was one that he led us to, to go work with crew for a little while, mm -hmm. which was amazing because we learned a lot that we were able to bring back to work with master plan, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, those are big ones. And then obviously Galatians, that Galatians 3, 3, mm -hmm. um, having begun in the spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? That was a giant one that helped me realize like, it's not my own effort, but it's really by yielding that, that God's going to do what he wants to do through me, you know? So it, then therefore I can't like, oh yeah, I did it. Cause it's not, <laughs> it's like, I, God did it through me. Right. I want people to read your book to hear about your adoption story because I read it last night and it blew my brain. 
So y'all need oh. to like y'all need to go get this study when it comes out today. It's out today, y'all. So you guys need to go get it. And also there's some videos that are actually interactive in there. So go get that. And then you can also um, watch the videos. But um, do you have any last minute encouragement? And let's talk about your retreat coming up. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I think um, there's a verse in Jeremiah 33.3 that says, um, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great unsearchable things that you do not know. And so that's, I think, always motivating to like call to him. Like he will answer us. He'll tell us stuff that we just cannot know. We would know otherwise never know if we didn't go to him and ask him questions. Kind of like in the chosen, even when the disciples would, who, who's Jesus talking to? He's talking to the people that go to him. You know, and in Matthew 13, it says, um, why do you speak to them in parables? They asked him a question. Why are you talking to them in parables? And he says to you, it's been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So he's saying the people that come to him are going to be the ones that get the aha moments. They're going to yeah. be the ones that get to hear from God, you know? So the more we seek him, the more we learn about him, the more we go to him, um, the more mm -hmm. we get to see him do incredible things. So, Amen. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the retreat. All right, the retreat, the last weekend in April, our um, ministry um, has a retreat location up in the mountains of Colorado. And then that's an amazing story of how God provided $1.85 million. I mean, it's like, it's cool, but that's in the book yeah. too. Um, anyway, so up there um, and because um, God provided that and we, you know, can host it, the cost is super affordable. You just have to get there is the, mm -hmm. probably the biggest cost because little tiny Durango is not like a big city. Um, mm -hmm. but people can't fly into Albuquerque and drive and that's cheaper anyway. So it's a weekend retreat and it's going to be on, you are unshaken. So we're going to talk about who God is and what does that mean about us? And then there'll also be breakout sessions on ministry. Like how do you share the gospel? How do you disciple people? How do you, um, live out the great commission? So uh, that's uh, what it's going to, it's small and which is great. We cap it. I think it's at 60 people. Um, so it's a, a intimate, like you get to know the people really well because you're eating mm -hmm. with them. And there is like a hotel type of building where you have your own room, you have your own bathroom, you know, um, mm -hmm. and then there's a dining hall, but it's all right there on the property. Mm -hmm. And it's just, um, it's really incredible. It's really a great time to connect with people and mm -hmm. other women, like-minded women and connect with God. So I love it. And I'll it's put... uh, missionalwomenretreat.com mm -hmm. is, is where people can learn more about it. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So Laura, again, thank you so much. Good luck with this book, because like I said, I just, I love what I've read so far and um, yeah, just best of luck. And awesome. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank absolutely, you. absolutely. And you guys have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. I pray that each of you will take something from this episode, that you will be challenged, that you will be encouraged in your walk with God. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review so that other people can find this and other people can 
listen to the stories of God's redemption. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 